Hey, heifers, it's me, Tish. And you have happened yourself right on upon my podcast, Boots, Bibles, and Scrapbooking. And this time, as we find ourselves in the midst of the holiday season, we're going to talk about hospitality. You know, when you have people over, you got to be prepared. So I got some Tish's tips and tricks to make all your holiday visits go smoothly. So buckle up, heifers. Well, hello, Mr. David. Oh, hello, Tish. Tish. What? Are you drinking mustard? Why would I drink mustard, you crazy ass? No. This here is called a yellow godamighty. A yellow what? A yellow godamighty. It's so damn good when you drink it, you go, godamighty! Oh my God. It's, you want to know what's in it? No. It's banana liqueur and rum. A yellow godamighty. Cody, you want one of these? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, a yellow god almighty. Yep, it's really good. All right, all right, how many of those have you had? I think this is my fourth, but it's like a breakfast drink because it's got that banana liqueur in it. Tish, it's 10 in the morning. I and know. you've had four of these th- already? You know it's podcast recording day. Have I ever let you down on recording day, Mr. David? Have you ever not let me down on recording day? Let's move on. All right. Now, Tish, where did you come up with this interesting drink? Okay. Listen, I'm going to give the dues, the credit dues to the per, to the credit person, the person that came up with it, okay? It ain't me. It's Rusty. You what? know what? I, I learned about a yellow god, because Rusty started drinking him at them frat parties. You mean when he was in college? Oh, Mr. David. His stupid ass didn't go to college. No, he just likes to go to them frat parties and drink them. And he goes to Abilene for them frat parties. And I tell you what, one time he had so many of them godamites, he was walking down the middle of Fraternity Row going... Mayday, Mayday. I found his ass wearing nothing but tidy whities and a pager. Rusty wears, t- this doesn't surprise me, Rusty wears tidy whities. Well, what else would he wear? Stupid, of course. Don't you wear tidy? I don't want to know. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Listen, a yellow god almighty is so damn good. You know what they did at the Rusty Nail? My oh, bartender up there, his name's Russell. Have you met Russell? He sounds familiar. All I right. think we all know a Russell. Right. So Russell's the bartender up there. He put that yellow god almighty on the, on the menu. And now we have yellow god almighty Wednesdays at the Rusty Nail. God almighty. And I tell you something about that, Russell. He's got moves. You know when you have a bartender and they do a little something special, extra? No. no. Okay. Well, well, Russell's one of them, and they got this margarita machine and a frozen daiquiri machine, and when somebody orders one of them frozen drinks, he goes over there, he cranks that machine up, and he does like a, he kind of, he kind of like humps the machine a little bit, looks what? over his shoulder at you, and gives you a little wink. It is so darn cute. It, ugh. God almighty. You see what I'm saying? I told your ass. <laughs> Let's get right down to it. Hospitality. Now, step one, it's real important that you got a house that's already all set up for company, okay? It's got to feel cozy and warm and classy. So what you got to do is you got to get you some word art. You know what word art is? Oh, I stay as far away from that as I can. That's a tragedy. But word art is like art, but with words. It's like words, but arty. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you're gonna what you're going to do before you even invite somebody over to your house is you go over to the Kirklands, the Hobby Lobby, the Flea Market, Bucky's, 
if it's payday and you got your internet's working, you can even go on Etsy, okay? And you're going to get you some word art. And let me tell you, know why you need word art? There's four main reasons. Let me tell you. You ready? No. Number one, it shows that you're classy, okay? First uh, and foremost, it shows that you're classy. I'm not so sure about no, that. Don't interrupt yet, okay? Or ever, all right? Listen, number two, it shows people your identity. They walk in your house and they can look at your walls and they can see who you really are. Because you got messages all over them walls that tells people who Tish is. Okay? Okay. All right. Let her see. It gives gentle advice. I'll get into more of that later. And number four, it lets your guests know what they should be doing throughout the house. Make sense? No, it actually doesn't make any sense to me at all. All right. Well, I'm going to explain it to you, Mr. David. All right. Remember I said first and foremost word art so that people know you's classy? Mm-hmm. Here's my example for that. You come to Tish's front door, and you know what you see? You mm-hmm. see a sign, and it says, Tish's Place, Est 2016. And that just shows people they're, they're coming into a classy place right there, okay? Then, once you walk into that foyer, what you're going to see... And you walk into the what? The foyer. The foyer? Well, no, it's not at Tish's Place. It's a foyer, okay? You walk into that foyer, and there's a sign that says, Blessed are all the people who enter this front door. Another way to just show your guests that you're classy, okay? Mm. So that's number one. Remember I said on number two, it's about identity and showing people who you really is? So this, I have these throughout the house. I got one in my bedroom that says hashtag sassy. I think I got one over in my nook over there that says bitches be tripping. Even <laughs> the bad. boys, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And even the boys have some of this. I, I, Scooter's got one in his room. It says Netflix and chill. I knew that boy liked Netflix, but I didn't know he liked it so much to put that word art up in there. But it's cute. I feel like I'm rubbing off on him, you know? Do, do you know what that means? Yeah, it means you watch a movie and chill out. That's not what that means. Okay. Well, I don't know what else it would mean. Let's move on to number three, okay? Okay. All right. Gentle advice. So I got a couple of these in my house. One of them is in the bathroom, and it says, if you sprinkle where you tinkle, be a sweetie, clean the seedy. Tish, why don't they just raise the toilet seat to urinate? I don't know, but I shouldn't have to go sit on somebody's tinkle. If you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie, clean the seedy. Well, let's, oh, okay. I I don't under, I officially do not understand that, but okay. Okay. Well, here's another one. Okay. I had this one specially made by my friend Wanda. It's in the den. It's really for Rusty. Remember I said it's about gentle advice when you just kind of want to remind somebody what they should be doing. And it just says, clean up your dip spit, you dip shit. What? Yeah. It says, (laughs) clean up your dip spit, dip shit, because Rusty, you know how you get home and you go in the den and there's like five or six cups of dip spit with a paper towel down in there and spit and sometimes an old Coke can and you you don't know it's dip spit or your Coke from yesterday and you take a big old swallow of it. Oh, Right, right. You see now you're getting it. So I had this sign. They didn't have them at Hobby Lobby or nothing, nothing even close to that, even on Etsy. So I had one to make it and it says, clean up your dip spit, dip shit. And you know what? I ain't drank a soda can of dip spit since then. Well, do you think you might not have drank a soda can of dip spit because you and Rusty split up? Maybe well, he's that- still, you know, he still comes over all the time. And there's other boys oh. coming in and out of the house. You don't know who's going to be dip spitting their dip spit. You know what I mean? To be clear, you dip spit, you're talking about spitting into tobacco juice into a can? Well, yeah. What do you want him to swallow it? And then you pick up the can and accidentally drink it? Well, sometimes, but also it just clutters up your coffee table, you know? All right. Finally, number four, 
word art is there to let people know what they should be doing throughout the house, you know? So, for instance, in my kitchen, there's a big old sign that says, eat. In the dining room, it says, gather. In the bedroom, I got a sign that says, relax. In one of the bathrooms, it says, poop. What? Yeah, well, that's just one of the bathrooms. The other one has the sprinkle tinkle thing I was telling you about, okay? Oh, God. And listen, because I just don't want people to be confused. I got this long hallway. I had to commission a special word art for that one that says, walk. <laughs> You're kidding, right? I wish I were. Got all money. So let's talk about when you actually going to have people coming over to your house and you're doing some preparations, right? Okay. All right. There's a lot to be done, but one of the real important things you want to do first off mm-hmm. is you want to get the litter boxes out of the living room. Get, get the litter boxes out of the living room? Right, right. Because when people come over, they don't want to be tripping over it or looking at that stuff. So you get them litter boxes and just move them out of the living room. Why do you have litter boxes in your living room? Ain't you never had a pet? Don't you want them to feel like they're part of the family? Part of the Tish, do you poop in the living room? How dare you? What the fuck? No. Tish, what? You're being ridiculous. Then why do your cats need to defecate in the living room to feel at home? This doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the best place for them in my house, okay? Now, so listen. If you want them to be part of the family, have them go to the bathroom in the restroom or the laundry room or the garage or some normal place like that. You can do it your way at your house, okay? At Tisha's house, the cats are part of the family, and that's the end of that. Now, there's another element to this. You don't just have people come over any time of the week, okay? you got to time it just right. I like to time it for when we when we have a, a Scooper Tuesday. That's when I like to have pe- people over, Scooper Tuesday. Scooper? What, what is that? It's the day when we do the scooping. The day when we do the scooping? You don't scoop the cat box every day? Why would I do that? We just do it Scooper Tuesdays. And so that's my fa- that is actually my favorite time to have people over is on a Tuesday night after Scooper Tuesday. Oh, Tish. You you plan social events around when you clean the cat box. Exactly. Okay. So even after you've dealt with these cat boxes, there's more to do. Mhm. You got to really work hard to create this warm inviting ambulance. The what? The warm inviting ambulance for your guests. Ambience? That's what I said. So what I like to do is I like to go get all of my Yankee candles, okay? Uh And I just start burning them all at once. I get my Macintosh apple, my cotton candy, my leather, my pumpkin spice, and my burnt hair candles. And I just light them all up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Burnt hair candle? That's, ooh, tish. Well, it's not really a Yankee candle, but it's like when your hair, you you got a fur ball or dust bunny falls down in there when that candle's burning. It's inevitable that one of them is going to start smelling like that, so... Well, okay. I just throw it in there. All right. So you, right. you 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 light them all at once, and what happens is it creates this caprocopia of delicious aromas for your guests. Tish, I don't think you're supposed to mix scents on candles and Yankee candles. Yeah, where do you you get that at the uh, outlet or something like a premium outlet? No, no, no. It's not the premium outlet. It's next to the big lots. Oh, yeah. They have the most stringent. Really harsh scents that go straight into your brain. That's why I like those Yankee candles the most. Wouldn't it be easier just to keep a clean house? Are you implying that my house ain't clean? 
I think you're implying your house isn't clean. No, I just want to create that warm, welcoming ambulance. It's really not that hard to understand. My house is clean. Tish keeps a real clean house. If you don't know, go into that utility room where I keep all those cleaning supplies and it says clean. <laughs> okay. All right. And if I come to your house and I smell all those aromas and I get a big headache, which I think is what's going to happen. You pussy boy. Excuse me? Why would you get a headache from being in my house? I think we've already established why any normal human would get a headache at your house. Well, then I reckon you ought to not come over. I think I, I probably won't. God almighty! Right, Mr. David, once you got your house all clean and smelling fresh and you've gotten all these things ready for your guests, it's time to make a little recipe because you can't have people coming in your house hungry, right? You got to mm-hmm. feed them. Okay. So I'm going to share with you one of my very favorite recipes. It kills. It is a killer. It'll just knock the pants off of anybody that walks in that door, okay? Oh, I bet a lot of pants come off after people cross your front door. That's a weird thing to say right now, but okay. Now listen, you know how I'm a slut for a pickle, right? <laughs> I am a slut for a pickle. And so this this is based on that, this recipe and my love for pickles, okay? Okay. It's called Tish's Pick a Pepper Piper Picker Peter Pickle Dip. It's what what now? You heard me. All right. So here's what you do. You take a big old slimy dill pickle, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're going to just smash it to smithereens, okay? And you're going to put it in the blender or the food processor and just whir that thing around until it turns into nothing but just pickle mush, Okay. Okay. Then you're going to add these things. You're going to add cream cheese, mayonnaise, sour cream, ranch dressing, fresh cracked black pepper, and a little bit of dill. Uh, it oh. is so... Doesn't that just make your mouth water right now thinking yeah, about it? Yeah. And do you know that um, <clears throat> right before someone vomits, their mouth starts watering? And I think that's what's happening right now. I think you hungry. Now, let me tell you what you do with this dip. You can serve it on a saltine if you want. If you're real fancy and you got nice folks coming over, you can get a Ritz cracker. Store brand's fine, too. But I'll tell you one thing we didn't really talk about. When you have people coming over to your house, you got to think about their dietary needs, okay? And there's people that don't eat all the same shit you do, okay? So I like to make a special version of this for my Kato friends. For your what? For my Kato friends. You know, the people that don't eat no bread or shit. They don't eat those carbohydrates. Don't eat carbohydrates? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. So what I do for them folks, okay? So Tish, Tish, what? you mean keto? People who are keto, like low carb? That's what I said. Well, right. that's not really what you said, but okay. Well, you knew what I meant, didn't you? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for them people that don't eat the carbohydrates, instead of doing Ritz crackers, we do non-bread. And it's real weird. It looks like bread. It tastes just like bread, but it's non-bread. I don't know what you're talking about. I it's, literally, you go to the store; it's over by the pita bread and shit. But it's not bread; it's non-bread, so it doesn't have no carbohydrates. You mean non-bread, like N A A N bread? I don't know how to spell it, but yeah, Tish, that's not keto. That's got all kinds of carbs in it. But it's non-bread, so it's not bread. Do you? It's not bread. Do you understand? That doesn't mean it doesn't have carbs in it. Well, well, anyway, that's what I do for my Kato friends. Well, I don't understand why you're so confused. If somebody calls it non-bread, it's not bread. Okay. All right. So you've got this pickle stuff that you serve on a Ritz cracker with non-bread, N-A-A-N bread. Mm-hmm, and that's right. Like, this isn't keto at all. Anything, any other big surprises? Like, do you have like a, a, a stack of Slim Jims or something 
Oh, I always have Slim Jims in my pantry. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. But I got all kinds of stuff. You know, if somebody comes in and they don't want that dip, I can pretty much make them whatever they want. I've always got Spam, sardines, cheese sticks, Slim Jims. Um, you know, I've always got them big jumbo slimy pickles. As t- That's the basis of that dip, of course. And how many different flavors of Kool-Aid are in your refrigerator at any one time? Grape, strawberry, lemonade, pink lemonade, blue raspberry, blue razzmatazz. I guess six. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let me guess. You got some Miracle Whip? Always. Oh, always got to have Miracle Whip. Do you know what's weird? Do you know one of the best sandwiches I ever made for anybody? What's that? I think you would win an award at the state fair. Mm-hmm. It's Cap'n Crunch and Miracle Whip on white bread. What? Cap'n Crunch, Miracle Whip on white bread. It's like a breakfast sandwich. Has anybody really eaten that before? Oh, God, yes. Little Booger and Scooter, they can't get enough of that stuff. One time I sent it to school and they lunches, and I got a call from the principal saying they, they weren't sure that I packed their lunch that day, and they were a little worried. But I'm like, no, Tish made that lunch. Tish made that recipe up. Yeah. I bet they serve it in the cafeteria these days. It is so good. It's crunchy. Uh-huh. It's I- sweet. Mm-hmm. And does Russell at the Rusty Nail serve this, too? Like as a- Oh, you know what? What a great idea. I bet he would have. I bet he'd put it on that happy hour menu with them wings. You think so? Mm-hmm. And what do you do with sardines? Oh, well, you just pop that can open and swallow one down your throat. They are so good. They they speak for themselves. It, do, do you serve the sardines to your guests? Sure. They're, you know, sardine is a good garnish, too, for a drink. Have you ever garnished oh, a no. drink with oh, a sardine? No. Oh, no. You just no, put a pickle no, through you, No. You put a toothpick through oh. it with an olive, and you just put blech, it on the... You sound just like my damn cat, Mr. David. I think we should move on before you throw up over there. Okay, I think that's probably not a bad idea. Oh, Mr. David, Mr. David, I forgot the most important thing that you have to do before you have people over at your house. Oh, what might this be? Well, go get you some Axe body spray okay you go open your refrigerator and you just just do a big like a big spritz of that x body spray in that fridge real quick before anybody comes over tish yeah you spray x body spray in your refrigerator before why on god's earth would you do that because the fridge farts what the fridge farts I mean, you could use Lysol or something else if you wanted to, but, you know, Little Booger's always got that Axe body spray. It works real good to just cover up them odors from the fridge farts. Don't, I, I, I don't I don't think I even want to ask. The, you don't know what a fridge fart is? No, no, I don't want to know. I don't know what a fridge fart is. Okay, I guess I won't tell you. Just kidding. I'm going to tell your ass. Here's a fridge fart. Rusty started doing this years ago. The boys picked up on it. And now, it's, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a family tradition. Mm. You know how some families like to play pranks on each other and they jump at each other and say, gotcha, or something like that? Mm. Well, this is our family prank. It's called a fridge fart. And the boys will do this. They will work up a fart. Oh, God, you just wouldn't believe. And they what they'll go do is they'll go open that fridge door and toot right on in the fridge, and then they shut the fridge door. <laughs> and so the next person that comes in there to get a snack, or if Tish comes to get some cranberry juice to make a cocktail, guess what? You get a face full of ass. <laughs> it's just a fart in the fridge is what that is. That's why it's called a fridge fart. Oh, my God. But you listen, you can't have somebody coming over trying to get you some blue razzmatazz kool-aid out of the fridge and they smell fart that's un that's unacceptable nobody's gonna feel comfortable in your home if they smell your fridge farts (sighs) are you okay mr david tish why don't you just 
tell the kids not to fart into the refrigerator. Well, it's funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Mr. David. I think it's time to wrap this up. Sure is. So in conclusion, when it comes to hospitality, whether you're shopping for some word art at the Hobby Lobby or you're moving them kitty shitters out of your living room, whether you're lighting an ocean clove Yankee candle or airing out a fridge fart the morning after taco night, just remember this. Hospitality ain't about you. It ain't about Tish. It's about your guests and letting them feel comfortable in your classy, clean, beautiful home. Y'all enjoy. Take care. And we'll see you next time on Boots, Bibles, and Scrapbooking. See ya, heifers. Uh,